0: This, this, this. is the dallascowboys.com draft show your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of cowboys headquarters at the star in frisco the
1: dallas cowboys select tyler smith and now your host kyle yeomans
0: Today is Thursday, April 20th, 2023, and officially one week out from the NFL draft in Kansas City. Welcome into the draft show presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time. As we welcome you back into the SWBC studios, we've got Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison. Chris Beam is back in the building. Jasmine Marshall back there doing a great job as well. I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right. One week out. Here we go,
2: mm-hmm.
0: buckle up everybody. Let's if we get haven't it. been buckled in already. I mean, oh uh, man, I, I'm getting buckled in now.
2: Yeah, oh, you
3: feel
0: like you're just you, now getting
3: strapped in. Do you guys feel like you're getting a pretty decent handle where some things might go? Not just so much for the Cowboys, but just kind of what positions you think where maybe some runs are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You got anybody people going to trade up for? Talking about that. Got any of those guys in mind? Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely
4: think we're going to see... Crazy first round? What do you got? The the, the crazy first round, what do you... Um, I, I don't know. The, I, I talked about Houston, right? Yeah. yeah. At two, I think the crazy team that might make this very interesting is Tennessee. Mm. It seems like the Titans have been hunting quarterbacks. Uh, in, in Minnesota, we got the report that they were flirting with maybe another quarterback trade option with San Francisco. I think much like we saw last year with... AJ Brown, Hollywood Brown. You had night one trades. They it, it might be players. You know, maybe that's when you see a, a Hopkins trade happen. You know, for instance. So now I think more than ever, it's not just about hey, what is there a player that a team wants to trade up for? It's our teams moving picks to acquire veterans, which we haven't seen a ton of. Last year was really the start of that.
2: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Tennessee because if you saw them this past offseason, they had a lot of guys that were. If I'm not mistaken, like, even Derrick Henry at some point in time, they were talking about they were kind of shopping. Yeah. moving him, ever. yeah, yeah. So, and then they have, I feel like they have other, like, defensive players as well that people were interested in. Like, hey, is this guy going to be a free agent? What is he going to do? So they do have some people on their team that have value. The Titans are no sleepers. Like, the offensive side is where they struggle yeah. predominantly because of the quarterback. Sounds like they feel like they know what they have in, uh, is a Malik? Uh, yeah, Malik yeah, Willis.
4: Willis, yeah, Malik Willis. And I don't yeah. think they like what they have there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, I was, the well, was going to let somebody else say it. I was just trying to throw it out there. I think he's
0: still a, a quarterback that can develop. Me I mean, too. It I liked him last year. One, it will, he'll be okay. But when, when it comes to their future, they really think that they can win now. Mm-hmm. Tennessee can't. So if you need to be aggressive, you need to go up and get somebody, that's one place that could possibly see that happen.
3: I'll tell you where I would be if the things that I'm studying right now and – I used to be in the pro side of things. So you got to figure out what teams' needs are and what they're going to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Worry now about teams trading ahead of you. You know, who, who behind you Ooh. can trade up? Kansas City super aggressive, mm-hmm. Philadelphia super aggressive, New Orleans super aggressive, Cincinnati. You know, you call Cincinnati and say, "Hey, Duke uh, Brian brought us here, you know, Duke Tobin." Then, hey, "Hey Brian, how's it going?" "Oh, great. Well, just want to make sure your phone worked." You know, usually Cincinnati's <laughs> not a team that will move. You know, yeah. Buffalo. There's another team. You know, maybe maybe you know teams are trying to find those pockets where there are players that they really really like are going to potentially fall. And then how do you get to that spot to get there? So if you're the Cowboys, you have to do your homework in this one. Maybe somebody coming from the second round, uh, mm. you know, uh, Indianapolis, we'll see what they do up at the top of the board. There's there's talks. I mean, we've seen some stuff. I know on our show on 105.3 The Fan yesterday, uh, we talked about, or maybe a couple days ago, about uh, bill barnwell i think did a thing of possible trades yes. mm-hmm. and one of the trades was indianapolis coming from 35 to dallas at 26 and then you picked up uh pick uh 106 which is a fourth round now okay this is where it's interesting if you're interested in doing that i said interesting a lot there that's, that's okay. okay but uh it is interesting it is interesting I say it that many times. If you're interested in that kind of a trade, if you're going to fall out of the first and go to thirty uh, and go to 35 mm-hmm. and to pick up 106, the way the draft breaks down is round one is the first night, mm-hmm. two and three the second night, and then Saturday when we really start the marathon will be the start of round four. Round four, you tell me that pick at 106. That's the fourth pick to start the day.
2: Set the table, yeah?
3: Boom. Mm-hmm. Boom. And maybe it's one of those things, too, where you look at it and you say, well, it might be worth it to us to drop back to that 35, pick up 106. And now you're, you're, now you're kind of cooking with grease a little bit there because you got, you got the, that pick at 106, and then you've got your own pick down there at 129. So, if it's worth it to you to, to entertain deals like that, I always felt like when you were dealing with the, f- the start of the fourth round, it was to start that day, people weren't going to let you in because they're, they're guys that might have been on their board in the third round that it's now slipped. they're sleeping on it. Yeah. Now they're, the draft is over after night two, and they're looking at their board and they're going, we still got some second-round guys up on that board. Mm -hmm. we got a third-round guy up on that board we need to go get.
0: Well, think about last year specifically. They really wanted a tight end going into round number four. And then the first pick of the the fourth round, Kate Otten, boom, off the table. A couple picks later, Daniel Bellinger, boom, off the table. I mean, if they go up and they set the table for day three last year, they might get one of those tight ends that they probably coveted more so than Jake Ferguson. They feel good about Jake. But they liked Otten and they liked Bellinger more. I, I'm, in those cases. I'm interested,
3: and you're absolutely right. I am interested in trading with teams like Houston, okay, Arizona, Indy, and maybe Seattle, because what that does, I don't, I don't want to trade with teams that are in the back end of the draft, mm-hmm. because the picks when we start to talk about the Indy pick that we just mentioned, that's the top of the fourth round. Sure. I'm not interested in your bottom of the round, fourth round pick that's yeah. almost like a five. Yeah. I want some value. If I'm going to move, if I'm going to give up a fifth year option, and maybe you give up a fifth year option. The thing about it is, I don't know if they would give up a fifth year option for a running back. No, you know, if if Bijan Robinson, if it looks like that B. John I and I, I think I honestly do believe they will take B. John Robinson if he's there at twenty six.
4: Yeah. I, I just think they will. Oh, it might be the best value pick of the entire first round of but the draft. You, but you need happen. you
3: need his fifth year option. It's got to be part of the equation. You know, somebody has to really make you want to get out of there to give that up. I think there's certain positions you could give up the fifth year option and are okay. Like guard. Guard, mm-hmm. tight end. You know stuff like that. I think running back, wide receiver, mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Packers. Those, guys, yeah, you want that fifth year option because you want that extra year of of control. So to me, the fifth year option, if 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 Robinson's sliding in their in their intent, that might make, that might be hard for them to move. If Robinson's gone, I
0: think they can make that trade and then they can still grab. The guard or the tight end that they want at thirty five. So if you're talking best case scenario for a team that wants to trade up and and you fall back into the front part yeah. of the second round, would it be B. John sitting there at at twenty six or would it be one of these quarterbacks? Like let let's say a Hendon Hooker falls to twenty six, he's still on the board. Yeah, teams want that extra that extra year because he's not going to play. In I think one. I think
3: I think Zach when he did the mock draft and and he picked Hendon Hooker and we all kind of looked at each other and went. <laughs> All right, that's 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 kind of fun, kind of creative. I think it's reality now. Yeah, I think it's reality for some teams that that you know, uh, like I say, the team that I would worry, the team that I would worry behind me, you know, that like I say, those teams could be super aggressive in the way they do it. And but you know, look at a team like what if Seattle? You know, what if Seattle goes through there? Now Seattle's got a couple of a couple of picks in this thing that that they can you know they they can they can if they need a quarterback or talk about getting a quarterback they kind of got those couple of picks to work yeah, with yeah because they have 5 and 20 yeah but they could also they could also be a team that trades back into this thing as well yeah. you know and so that's kind of where but i i would be worried if i'm the cowboys i if i'm the pro department you know the guys upstairs i'm trying to gauge the teams behind me what their needs are who potentially could be there when we're doing these mock drafts and, we're, and start to plot that maybe that we might get traded ahead of if we're, if we're wanting to sit on some of these
0: guys. Well, let's, let's play around with some of those scenarios a little bit, because even if you do stick in at 26 and you pick, there's going to be positions that you, I don't want to say neglect, but you mm-hmm. just push a little bit further down the way, because if you pick a tight end, you don't have to really pick tight end the rest of the day, but you might have to go pick up an offensive lineman. You may right. have to go pick up a corner or a linebacker especially. So I want to give some day two, day three options for if the Cowboys take their roadmap one way with positions in the first round Gotcha, and how you could kind of be valued in the second round. And I'm going to start with offensive line. Let's say the Cowboys do not pick an offensive lineman in the first round.
3: Offensive lineman being a tackle or guard or just
0: a guard? We'll say we'll say a tackle or a guard. Say okay. Either or. Yeah, okay. We'll say <laughs> either okay. or okay. because I think I think both are on the table here, okay. right? Okay. I do too. So let's say offensive line, they do not pick one in the first round, which looks to be a possibility, yep. if not a likelihood. Right. What are some day two, day three guys you would feel very comfortable with being on your football team?
3: I think they would absolutely take Zavala from North Carolina State, the okay. guard that uh, that Aisha has put yeah, us on to. brought him up a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah. Zavala, I think Bradford from LSU would be a consideration there. Steen, the tackle from Alabama,
4: I think would be a consideration there as well. Talk yeah. to me
2: about, talk to me, y'all talk to me. Y'all talk me into Bradford.
4: I'm all about Bradford. Somebody do it. Yeah, in the fourth round, I would be all about him. He doesn't look like an amazing athlete, but I think he moves well enough to get out in space. He plays with a ton of power, does a good job of pulling across the line to pick up will anderson and he blocked him really well i think he gets mean he is a mean blocker he will pancake in the run game he's got a good base makes up for poor positioning but gives a little shove to knock down a rusher if they get by him he needs to get better with his hand fighting that was the one thing about him but i thought you know you're playing against a big talented player like a jalen carter in the sec championship game he really wowed me in that one, he stood out. He flashed, and I think Anthony Bradford to me. If you were to not get one of your guys in the first or second round, that would be my number one guard target in the fourth. Okay, so
3: to me, if it was guard targets, I, I mean, I, I I like what you're saying, Aisha. Do you have something? Did you see him and not? Do you have a an opinion that you're going the other way on?
2: No, I just I just want to know more about him from my okay, perspective.
3: I would. All right, now if you're if you're talking about. Would you take a tackle? I mentioned Steen. Mm -hmm. I think Bergeron is gone in the third round. So, to me, if you told me, if you told me, like, okay, I could get Bergeron, if Bergeron or Bradford's there in the third or
4: Zavala, Mm -hmm. I'm taking Bergeron is who I'm taking. Let me throw out this name for you guys. This would be a day three player. We've got one after you. Be later. Uh. Uh, And this, this guy to me is being slept on a little bit Ryan Hayes from Michigan. Okay. Big guy, six foot seven. I saw him throw people around, man. I watched him against Penn State. I you have him right now. Uh, probably the fifth. That's
3: I, I have him. Yeah, I have him as player 182. So go ahead. I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but
4: but and, and I think he'd be great. Value fifth round. There. Yeah. He's got a good base. He's athletic. He can get out in space. Gets to the second level. I thought he dominated Van Ness in the Iowa game. He fires Who off didn't? the ball. Yeah, that's true. I'm just kidding. Fires <laughs> off the ball. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. get shots. Drives <laughs> in the run game. He's got power. I mean, heck, he was the, a starter for two college football playoff teams there yeah. at, at Michigan at left tackle and. Yeah. T- to me, he's one of those guys. You look at experience, and you know we saw this with Runyon's son at Michigan as well. God, I scouted his dad. Yeah. Well, guess what? He's a starter in the NFL now, and he went late day three because people thought, oh, he's not that athletic. He's too tall. I think Ryan Hayes is a better prospect.
3: Yeah. I. You know. I. To me, the, you, I think you got the guy absolutely right. He's a, he was a starter at left tackle for Michigan. Mm-hmm. I think he will project to the right side. Okay. As if what I would have to guess, because to me, I mean, he will surprise you with his the movement that he gets in the running game. And I, I felt like that, you know, the combo block stuff was really good. I think that's super important with what you have to deal with. I think there's some balance and position issues, but not to the point where he's going to end up on the ground. Right. Yeah. You know, and so that's where I kind of felt like, I don't know if I want him on the left side. But maybe as a right tackle, I see that. but he he does run his guy past the quarterback. Yes. I mean he is going to not let that guy just have a free shot at his guy. So I I you know but watch that Iowa game. Exactly what you're talking about. He, he you know he gave up a little ground, but he kept himself between the defender and the quarterback. So I man I I, I don't I think you're absolutely right. I think the fifth round if you're looking at a guy like that. 6'6", six, six, uh, a really good offensive line, playing a lot of big games. I, I don't think Ryan Hayes is a bad get there.
2: Yeah, uh, also, too, I mean, I gave him crap when we first started the show because <laughs> of all the smiling, but uh, Blake Freeland out of BYU. I know okay. you, yeah, you were you a super yeah. fan because of—
4: Same, same bottle of wine yeah. for those guys. The power, they're all in the same spot. The, them touching tags It's yeah. 17 yep. and 18 I on my board. I think very yeah. similar. Yeah. Both huge guys. They lack yep. the bend, right, because yeah. they're so tall, so they can get a little upright. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think both show pretty good athleticism for yeah. their pa- exactly. size. Hey, Penny go painting. Oh,
2: absolutely. He tested super well obviously, but um I felt like I feel like his arms are are long enough to to kind of deal with some of those uh those edge rushers and keep him at bay his initial punch is good um he can gather the contact i, I said i didn't ha- i didn't hate his pad level um the thought the way i thought i would mm-hmm. when cause i'm telling you when i when i heard brian talking about it i was you like he was dang goofy, huh? i thought he was well i saw how he tested at the combine very yeah. hard to ignore how well he tested if i'm not mistaken he has some lineage like his family's ath- athletes or something like yep. that so mm-hmm. but when you look at tape you say yeah he's tall so yeah. is he gonna deal with same similar to kind of how you feel about Dewan Jones. Like yeah. I'm scared about these edgy, spe- bendy speed rushers coming on, coming across him or well, yep. coming around him. But uh I think his uh he's gonna win with his lateral uh lateral quickness. His feet That's his you, feet you got him.
3: Movement good. is key to this guy's game. Yeah. It is not about I mean but I, I said for a tall guy, I didn't see great knee bend. Yeah. I know didn't. He's a little and, stiff, and he's 6'8". Yes. He, six eight. Brian, what the hell you expect? Right. I mean, yeah. you know, that's the kind of thing. But I think he needs to be in a scheme where it's more
0: athletic based, okay. than power based. Yes, if that makes sense, right? Which and is, I think Hayes is the opposite. Yes. I think Hayes plays with more power. Yeah. He's more of a power guy.
2: Well, which is what I personally feel like a lot of, uh, depending on the the flavor, like you talk about your ice cream yeah. is what I think a lot of offenses are looking for more athletic
1: yep. I think offensive right. line get out in space I think yeah, you're right. the
2: guys even the guys that have power we're excited about their power but how well do your feet move like yeah. th- that's the problem that people worry about with Osiris Torrance and stuff yeah. like how well do you do you move yeah I see the power but can you get to the second level we're doing a lot of stuff in space and stuff in mm-hmm. this in this uh NFL so yeah these offensive linemen do need to be athletes I think this guy could be in the fifth round I mean yep. I know a lot of people have him in this in the like later rounds but I think he can be. Late fourth, fifth round.
0: I've, I've got right there too. I don't yeah. think yeah. you're wrong. I'm
4: with you. I'll throw one more name at oh, you. I had one though. Okay, Almost, no go oh, for it. Go, go, go for Aww. it. So uh, oh, Jalen, you're wearing the, the, yeah. you're wearing the spo- I know,
2: I don't
0: know. You're wearing I the sport the... coat today. Exactly. so Go for it. It looks uh, great. Thanks, man. Jalen Duncan, offensive tackle from Maryland. Ooh, okay, late, late day two guy. He was Maybe a guy. Third round guy. He was
2: a guy that Brian was kind of interested in early, but he kind of fell. I think he kind of fell off.
0: People kind of pushed him down the board a little no, bit. No, I like no. Him no wait a I want to hear it. You want to hear it for me? I
2: want to yes. hear it right. I
3: got I got him in the 4th round. Okay? I got him. He's player 136 for me okay. on my on my board. So let you want me to you want me to get you the – uh let me see yeah. Duncan here. Uh, Jalen, Dun- great way of spelling Jalen, by the way. J a e l y n, love that. Perfect. Uh, he's a star at left tackle for the Terps. He doesn't look as big on tape as he's listed. He's got really good. F- he's a really good foot athlete. The movement for a man of his size, he's a movement to his game. He gets away with the from the line of scrimmage, absolutely no problem. No wasted movement. No laboring at all. Kicks back in position, balance, width. Hands are in position. He's ready to strike. Uh, the balance, the body control is all there. I mean, I don't see a guy that gets over the tops of his toes and gets top-heavy. Mm-hmm. The base is ready to go. He can get some movement in the running game. He gets his block, keeps his feet going. The, you know, he's got no problems to require the blocks that require him to reach mm-hmm. or to cut off or to pull or any of that stuff. So the only thing is I, I, I kind of dinged him on is when he does get in space, he will locate his guy, but he needs a little bit better sustain. Mm-hmm. A little bit, you know, that. sometimes you get that one shot and then you kind of fall off. That happens to him sometimes in space. But my final line was big-time athlete for the
4: position. Very athletic. And I, Aisha, and I don't know. I wonder if you agree with this. I did have a note that bull rushers will power him back into the lap of the quarterback. Yeah, his che-
2: he leaves his chest open yeah. sometimes. Play strength. Uh, yeah, yeah. He leaves his chest open sometimes. Sometimes I think the hand fighting can get him. Like, mm-hmm. But but he did if I'm not if I heard right, he was working in Dallas, uh training here in Dallas. So you do those guys. So yeah. he might oh. be he's in close okay. he's okay. in close proximity somewhat. So I like he that. might be on the radar keep, just- keep
0: an eye on him. That's kind of why he's I bring a good him player up. and a real good athlete yep. for sure. He's and a- I love working with you guys cuz my pros for him are his best trade is control and balance, mm-hmm. uh-huh. like what Brian just said. And Aww. my cons are uh, play strength and hand placement. So you up. guys are killing it. Yeah, if that's the, the case, great.
3: if you're agreeing with us, then
4: I know, you might wrong be in trouble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> saying, oh, no, Kyle, yeah, Kyle, Kyle's got to get eye on you, this You
3: want to be a little bit like Aisha where you don't always agree with us. And then that way, when it turns out, she's right and we're
0: wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do want to get to Twitter on the 20 quickly, but you had another name.
4: Yeah, just one name. And this is a small school cat. All right, Grand Valley State, Quentin Barrow. Mm. Yep, Quinton Barrow, school, small kid. school. I watched. I was only able to find a couple games on him. He's a tackle. He started at left three, tackle. 30. Can you tell me what their nicknames are? I think he's a guard. Grand Valley State. Don't ask me questions. The okay. Lakers. The, they're the Lakers. Are the, the Lakers? Lakers? Perfect. That's. I guess there's a bunch of lakes there in the I Grand say Valley.
0: This first name. That's about to say they're right. name. Michigan. Q
4: U I N T O N. And then Barrow. Uh, and, and he's a guy that moves his feet really well. He's yeah. got a solid base. I think he looks athletic enough to be able to move in space and pull. Mm-hmm. He's got a good skill set to work with. Like. Right. A developmental player. Uh-huh. I think he needs to improve his hand fighting, but he stays in front of his guy. He wins a lot of 1v1 opportunities. I think he's a fifth rounder that has value at guard with upside. So I'd kick him inside. I wouldn't play him at tackle, but as a small school prospect, I like him quite a bit. He's 6'5", he's 330,
3: and you're right, he was the left tackle for the Lakers. Uh, he doesn't give up any ground Excuse when you me? watch him what, you, you, yeah, he's going to take over you having, Anthony Davis. Are you having <laughs> Are you having basketball flashbacks over there? I heard you on the radio talking uh, Golden like State thing. Warriors bum, bum, last bum, night. Bum, 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 People don't know Aisha. Like, doo, 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 Aisha's doo. like, oh, yeah, she knows more about this basketball stuff than anything. <laughs> I don't
2: like the Lakers, my bet, bad.
3: Yeah, you don't. I can tell in your way you were talking last <laughs> night.
2: No uh, need to
1: apologize.
3: Yeah. You, you don't hide your feelings about that. Uh, but this guy's got excellent awareness and blocking vision when you watch him play. I mean, he's picky. He's always looking for someone to hit. He does have a nasty attitude because he'll try and finish his guys off. He buries opponents. He played in the East-West game, and yeah. uh, he's not the most polished
0: blocker, but I think he's got the right attitude about blocking. Ooh, I like it. Small school guys. We're going to hit some small school guys in the third segment as well, maybe some of what these guys that over are there? under the That's radar. Jamming. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to hit it in the third segment. But Dude. when we come back, we got some Twitter on the 20. You're going to want to stick around. This is the best Twitter on the 20 segment we've had all year long and I'll tell you why when we come back right after this Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
5: If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today.
4: Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal Smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King
1: app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to LaserCare Eye Center and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and LaserCare Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfwi's.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
2: This is the DallasCowboys.com
5: Draft
1: Show.
0: Back here on the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Dallas Cowboys, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And it's time now for some Twitter, Twitter on the 20. 20. And here's the thing. This is the best Twitter on the 20 of the entire season because you know what? Draft season is about surprises. Uh huh. And I've got a surprise for you guys. Live from the actual home of the Lakers, out on the West Coast, not only is he a friend of the Draft Show, but he's also a rising star in the media and a former DallasCowboys.com staff writer. We have Mr. David Hellman on the show. What's up, Dave? Hollywood. That can I can I just tell you all
5: something real quick? Yes, please. Every time I check in on the show, like I'm out here in regular media land where... You know, if you're talking draft, it's Bijan Robinson or quarterback. And every time I check in on the show, y'all are telling me about a guard from Grand Valley State. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just playing it.
5: That Bain is it. the value of the draft show right there. Like, miss me. Miss me with all the cliche stuff and just tell me about some badasses from the Miac.
3: Mm. You know, that bus league, man, you got to grab a player or two from the bus That's league, yeah. right? You know? Got that. Look, I'm look I am totally I'm gonna
5: take everything I just learned in the first segment and pretend like I watched all those guys so I appreciate
4: <laughs> it <laughs> you know but,
3: I, I, David I remember this about you when you came to work at DallasCowboys.com. like nobody wanted you on a show but you we, we took you on the draft show so you're a big wow. big you're a big part of this man you're a big part of what we y- do you know you're And now maybe, you're on maybe tv maybe making wild. hundreds of millions of dollars because <laughs> you were on the draft
5: hundreds show hundreds of yeah. millions
3: let's not let's
5: not let's not exaggerate all right let's not do that right. but no but i think uh, you know that's a good point i maybe that's why i love the draft so much is it was the first like home i found in football media and i'm glad uh I'm glad y'all. Obviously, I'm glad y'all are carrying it on. But like, yeah, like I'm loving the new cast. I love you know people getting a shot to show their stuff. Y'all are killing it, man. This is awesome.
0: I love the tour that we're getting of your. Yeah, apartment. Dave.
5: Why, why,
3: why, why? It's like it's Blair Witch Project. The crush on, on right on now. What are you ideal. doing there? Do y'all have? I didn't
5: realize you're on, camera. Realize yeah, you're, like, you're yeah, on camera, camera. Yeah, you're on camera. Yeah, you're I, drinking, I you're drinking well, whiskey hey. and you're uh, and you're on camera. So yeah. I like the hood up. It's coffee, okay. Well, I'm gl- I'm glad you all told me that before I like changed outfits for the day.
3: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah we, we gotta know you gotta go uh, put on yeah. that royal blue blazer you wear with the green scarf or something. You here's got my here's neck. my
5: my glamorous my glamorous Los Angeles apartment. It's yeah. sideways,
3: Dave. It's sideways, Dave. Uh, yeah. You got the sideways cam going, Dave. Yeah, yeah. it's Whatever. like you're a villain Look, in Batman. I'm, I'm, there you go. I'm, I'm 34, 34 you, guys. I'm like, sorry. Technology doesn't
5: cooperate with me the way it used to. <laughs> oh, all
3: right, man. hey, you said national media. You talked about Bijan. Are you are people totally buying into all that? I, I kind of. We all feel like that the Cowboys are, will take him if he's there at 26. Do you feel the same way? Or are you kind oh. of dancing somewhere else?
5: No, I mean, if if Bijan's there, I think the Cowboys would run to the podium unless unless something crazier happens, like. Um, I don't know, you know, if if uh if like a Jackson Smith and Jigba fell for sure. 26 or something crazy like that, maybe you think about it. But I have a feeling Bijan. No, I know for a fact B. going to start being the best prospect on the board after like the eighth pick mm-hmm. or maybe even earlier than that. So, yeah, I absolutely think the Cowboys would do it. I just think you lose me when you're talking about like trading up into the teens mm-hmm. yeah. to do it. Uh, that's, and that's kind of, that's the smoke screen that seems to be going on right now, but that's what I love about, uh, that's what I love about the draft show yeah. is like, I mean, y'all know y'all have cut through the BS like weeks ago. And I will say, it seems like it's harder than ever to know what the Cowboys are doing, whether that's a credit to Mike McCarthy or whoever, but even still, I think I think if you listen to this show, you have a much better idea of what to expect than most. And yeah, if, if Bijan's there, I think they would do it, but other than that, I'm not expecting anything crazy.
0: What if Bijan's not available? If he's not there at all and he goes kind of where he's expected, like maybe in those teens, and the cowboys stick and pick at 26, who do you think would be the most likely from the outside looking in like this, of where they could end up being uh, making that pick?
3: Okay, so
5: I Thank mean, God, I you're think... sitting
0: down. By the
3: way, <laughs> oh, I was oh, really relax, worried. Brian. I was really worried about you, man. <laughs> you, and your, you
5: and your motion. You and your sickness, I was.
3: I was getting man. you. Knew, you know exactly what I was thinking. The motion. I sickness. love you, man. You knew oh, exactly what so know. He knows exact. He knows me. Uh-huh. He knows me. I swear to God. I, don't I don't credit don't have motion sickness. Get oh, like sickness when he's moving around like that. I couldn't even watch. Oh uh, no. yeah. Can you get, okay. Can I just use this space
5: and <laughs> no, talk about to a tell player you what I want? Yeah. yeah, please, please, yeah, do. No, please yeah, yeah do. That's what I'm going to uh, like. We've all, we all know about the tight ends. We all know. I think Darnell, Wright Is obviously a name that's gotten a lot of attention in the last like week, week or two, but the two names, if I could wave a magic wand and put a guy on the team, uh, the two I'll, I'll say two cause they play the same position. I love Nolan Smith Ooh, and yeah. even more realistically than that just reading tea leaves and connecting the dots and you know talking to people back in Dallas mm-hmm. Will McDonald would make me incredibly happy and it sounds like the it sounds like the DC loves him obviously Dan Quinn worked him out just like he worked out Sam Williams last year mm-hmm. I think Will McDonald is a badass I think he would be there Uh, I think he, he fits what Dan Quinn likes to do. I, I've, I watched him at Iowa state. I don't really think they knew what they were doing with him. Nope. Um, I would be, I would be ecstatic about that pick. I think, you know, we sit here and say, Oh, you, you don't really have any needs. Take the best guy available. Well, Will McDonald plays a premium position. You wouldn't need him to do a ton right away because obviously the pass rush has plenty of veterans. But the long-term future of Demarcus Lawrence is a question mark. Dante Fowler's only back for one year. You don't 100% know what you have in Sam. Uh, and I just – I love the thought of having pass rushers. So either one of those two, Nolan Smith or Will McDonald, would make me very, very happy. Um, but I have – I feel like there's more smoke about Will McDonald. Like I haven't, I haven't really heard anything about Nolan Smith and the Cowboys, although – the way the Cowboys have played it the last few years, maybe that's a good thing. They've done a much better job at keeping it close to the chest than they did in previous years. Yeah. Do
3: they, Dave? Do you think that maybe they they feel like that Nolan Smith might not be there? That kind of a do they do that? Maybe that maybe that's why we're not Possibly. hearing a bunch of the smoke because there's not a lot of smoke about B. John Robinson either. Yeah. Other than you know the stuff that people on sure. the national level and and what we're talking about here on the draft show. But is it one of those things where they're like, could it be CeeDee Lamb all over in that draft where all of a sudden one of those guys shows up and you just hand the card in and away we go?
5: Absolutely. And everything I know about Nolan Smith is uh, he's the type, you know, I I don't get the impression you need to do a ton of homework on him. Like he seems like a high high character kid, high football IQ kid. Um, Yeah, that's possible. I think he's interesting to me because his size, you know, he's only like 235, 240 pounds. His size, like the the range of where he like where he falls, is all over the place. Like some people have him as like a surefire top fifteen pick. Some people think of him more in Dallas's range because of the size. I don't think he should be there when the Cowboys pick. Uh, but if he is, I would be very very excited if they draft
4: him. Yeah, I'd have a party for Nolan Smith. Are you anti tight end in the first round? I, just I about can feel the anti. Yep.
2: I can feel it through the phone.
4: No that's not true. That okay, so here's my thing.
5: It it's the, it's honestly it's very similar to Bijan Robinson and I actually wrote a story about it for Fox the other uh I guess a month or so ago at this point. is just I mean yeah, the track record of first round tight ends sucks. There's no way around it. It's not good. But the same way we talk about there being a massive difference between drafting Bijan at 26 and drafting Zeke at 4, I mean We say this every single year. There's only like 16 or 17 first round grades. Like pick 26 is first round in name only. Um, So I don't, I don't hate drafting a tight end. Although I will say this is just me. I feel like Brian may be going to argue with me. I don't know, but, Oh, you know, give me Michael, give me the sure thing. Like if that's what we're doing, give me Michael Mayer, give me the ready-made Guy that can do it all right away. Like I don't want don't don't draft traits guy. Don't yeah. draft traits guy at twenty six. Like don't draft project guy or uh, you know Luke Musgrave, yep. the guy who yep. barely played because of injuries. Uh, I'm terrified of Dalton Kincaid. I'm terrified of Luke Musgrave. Um, what's your what's Michael Mayor's Maybe not a sexy pick, but I'd be ter- happy with it.
3: Kincaid. The problem with Kincaid is it the back. Is it something like that? I or? mean the back doesn't.
5: The back doesn't help, but then I I watched a few of his games. I'm not gonna lie and say I watched like every game he's played, but I watched a handful of games and I was like, this guy is the same problem with every young tight end ever, which is to say, like, he doesn't help you in the running game at right. all, which say what you will, but you know the Cowboys wanna do that. Like, it's fine for you and me to say, so what? He's gonna stretch the seam, but you gotta draft for the team that You, I mean, you're drafting for the team that you have and the Cowboys want to run the hell out of the ball. Mike McCarthy said it himself. So I don't want the guy who you're going to get down inside the 10 yard line and he's not going to be able to help. He's going to like, you know, be playing Olay like a bullfighter with, with defenders. No, thank you. (laughs) Uh, I don't think, I don't think Don Kincaid is a plus blocker and the injury bothers me. So. Yeah, uh, give me. I mean, of the of the big ones, I'd be happy with Darnell Washington too. Like, yeah. give me the guys that can actually help in the run game, in yeah. addition to being very good receivers. Yeah, That's he he, he
3: lit us up in in that SEC championship game catching <laughs> the ball down the middle of the field and stuff. I mean, every time you watch Washington yeah, in the red did. zone, yeah, he's tough like that. Dave, the real quick on the, the, the like the, I'm interested about the quarterbacks with you with Hendon Hooker. Richardson, who are you taking of those kind of those those two guys? If just from the quarterback perspective, uh, where where are we talking about? I'm just talking about how who do you like? like wh- if you had to take Hinden Hooker or you had to take Richardson, which one would you take? Because there's people that
4: think would you, you take either mean, of the first would round, you take
3: either one of them. Yeah,
5: I think after a certain point, like Anthony Richardson scares the hell out of me. Because again, I mean, yeah. again. Brian, you and I are SEC football fanatics. I mean, I'm wearing an LSU hoodie right now. Yeah. I my thing with quarterbacks is like at some point I would like to see it. I would actually like to see it in a game. I would like to see you. I, I think in order to be a top-tier quarterback prospect, you should have at some point lifted your program to a level that it hasn't been before. Um and I like that's why I was anti-Daniel Jones. I was anti uh, I was anti Josh Allen, which that one, obviously I blew up in my face, but like, I want to see you do it at the college level yeah. to spend a big pick on you. So Anthony Richardson scares the hell out of me. Um, but like, if you're talking outside the top 20, all bets are off. Like after that point, I would, of course I would take a, a chance on his, on his physical abilities like that. They're too, he's too talented to ignore after a certain point. But it's just like the top five is where I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, I've watched this guy play, and I just feel like I should have seen it if he was really worth that type
4: of pick. All right, so while you rep your LSU Tiger gear, <laughs> i got to ask you about Kayshawn Boutte. He he might be one of the more confusing oh, prospects in this class. He could end up being maybe yeah. the best receiver. We
2: haven't talked about him at or all.
4: Or he could be no. out of the freaking league in a couple yeah. of years.
5: Uh, If you had asked me this question in September, I would have been like, yeah, first round pick, uh, top of the line. Um, What are we even talking about, man? Like, uh, I think uh, starting in the fourth round, I think you talk about it because the talent, like there is talent there. There's production. You know, he's one of the best receivers in the league for two years. But like turn on the 2022 tape and... I don't see it. Uh, Like the concentration isn't there. The attention to detail, just like drop after drop after drop. He had a few good games. He had a really nice game against Florida. Um, But like, like the concentration, I think, I think being such a big time prospect completely went to his head, you know, like they lost a game and he like deleted his Instagram. And then he didn't play in the bowl game because of, some off-field stuff, which if you want to have a fun afternoon, search that on the internet and see what comes it's up. It's a heck of a party there um, in uh,
4: Atlanta. A lot of trains. Yeah, yeah, he had a <laughs> he had a good time in
5: Atlanta, from what it sounds like. Um, I would not. I would. I, I, I've said this a million times. If you're an old school listener of the show, you, I owe it to you to say it at least once. Like the top 100 are the picks that I really value on a different level. Mm-hmm. I would not spend a top 100 pick on mm-hmm. him. I, like I said, starting in like the fourth round, you could talk me into it because of the body of work, but like, yeah. I don't feel good about it. And it's it sucks, too, because like I said, yeah. I think he, he was on his way to being a top 20 pick, and the wheels completely fell off on-field production-wise
3: and like off-field ability, too. Dave, I'm going to make your head explode even more
4: now. Mm. Eli Ricks Alabama. went from LSU no. to Alabama. No. Mm, no. So, amen. I mean, amen. amen, Dave. Tell him no. Go Tigers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we got some good so, t- yeah, wait yeah. Are, what what do you what do you think about ricks brian i'll tell you what you watch the mississippi state game you would take him in the you would take him in the first round the way he played in that football that game. was
4: the best game yeah and,
3: it, and the thing about it is okay but, what but, about all the other games yeah, well that's what i'm saying game. though there's 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 games where i the, to me i don't think you've seen this guy play a lot of football that's the problem I have with this guy, but but you know how I always, we always when we were working together, Dave. It was always like if you see it once, you can see it again, kind of thing. I think this guy's all over the board. I, I I really do. I think there's some people that really really like him, you know, for his ability, the length, the way he plays, and then there's some like oh no, mom and dad are too involved, this, that, and the other, you know, kind of a thing. He's a coddled player, mm. you know. He never could get settled, you know why why did it not always work at alabama i i just think he's one of those guys that to me is a, a really a a mystery but he's he's got ability that's that's the thing that i'm kind of the, the scout in me is like you know looking at right now
5: i hate to i hate to judge one player for the transgressions of another but it just sounded like you could have just taken the name out of that and it's even similar cuz he started at the same school you could take the name kelvin out of joseph. That and it sounds like you're talking about kelvin joseph
2: oh barnacles yeah
5: that's what it sounds like i yeah. mean like look he's he, there's no doubt in my mind that he's talented but And look, like, I hope anybody that knows me, know, like, I have an objective view about this stuff outside of the moment. Like, I don't care that Eli Rick left LSU if he thought that was the best opportunity for him. But he went to a new school, struggled to find any consistency, like wasn't a mainstay on the field all the time. Um, And then on top of that, like, by virtue of going there, I have connections at LSU, not a whole lot great to say about him on his way out the door. And the the production's not there. I don't know. Again, like, once you get to a certain point, I think the talent is enough that you take a chance on him. But, like, again, we're talking... I keep seeing all these mock drafts where people are drafting Eli Ricks in the top 100, and I'm like... Wow. why I that agree. feels that feels so rich to me. See, that's what I'm saying though. Nobody can figure out doesn't match.
3: Yeah, that's it, it's that's the thing about it is. Do you wonder if teams are like kind of turning their turning away from the uh, you know maybe Nick Saban is actually saying some good things about him? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know, but could, but you do watch well, him play. It's and he in does... Nick Saban's best interest to get his players drafted. So
2: yeah. I
5: don't really know how much I care about that. Yeah, it's yeah. a good point. I I, I mean, look this is this is the ultimate this is this is me and Brian in a nutshell is like Brian wants to take the chance on the talented guy, and I like the safe thing like i want I want the guy that I feel like I'm not gonna have to worry about, and I know you can't have that every single time, but like let that be somebody else's problem or again let, somebody else, yeah, draft, right. yeah. 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 let somebody else be a hero right yeah yeah, let's take hero let me have. Let me have the Michael Mayers of the world and just be like, yeah, we're going to, you know, this will be great. It's not – it's boring, but we're going to have productive football players that we don't have to worry about.
3: So I haven't got to call you a coward then in a long
5: time, no, then, right? Man. Is that right? I am.
3: I'm a draft coward, Brian. I'm a draft
5: coward. <laughs> oh, you're not being
0: like a coward about right I don't like to – Oh, man. You <laughs> got well, to I Thank I, you. Yeah. I just
2: – Hey Dave. So I wanted to ask you, Taisha, by the way. But I wanted to ask. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> Let's go.
5: Come on.
2: Yo. Uh, so a lot of talk about offensive line, man. Like, is there one position on the Cowboys right now that you feel like if you plug and play one of these draft players in the first round, like it's they're gonna get better. They're gonna take that next step, and it can really make a difference next year. What position is it for you?
5: Don't I say mean, well. I mean, like, I mean, the, not counting Bijan, right? Because I, I, mean, I mean, if you plug him, if you plug him into that offense, I do think he would be incredibly successful. I know that that's not really the point. Um, plug and play. I mean, I think I think that's probably that's probably why I've talked myself into Michael Mayer, because mm-hmm. I think he he steps right in and is a, a part of that rotation. Immediately, Um, like maybe he's not a 100 percent of the snaps player, but like 60 or more, he would be part of your 12 personnel package with Jake Ferguson. He might even I mean, he might be your starting regular tight end over Jake Ferguson. Uh, I think he could step in and catch 40 plus balls right away. I don't think that's a stretch. Um, I mean, I know another guy that's really popular, like Steve, Steve Avila, Steve Avila, however you pronounce it from TCU, like yes, absolutely. Like steps right in and upgrades the offensive line. My thing is it's just the classic case of 26 feels too soon and 58 feels too late. So I don't really know how to answer that question, but I think he would absolutely upgrade the offensive line right away. And that's why, you know, if they did decide to draft him at 26, I'm at the point with these guys. And I think Tyler Smith really hammered it home last year where I'm just like, all right, Do what you want to do, and I'm going to wait and see how it plays out before I get too upset because I think Will McClay and his guys have earned the benefit of the doubt. So if they were to draft somebody like him at 26, I would be like, yeah, this is probably going to work, and people probably aren't going to have too much to say six
4: months from now. There you go. Okay, so if you want to get a little crazy with me here, Dave, sure thing. We want to fix this offensive line. Why don't we go up and go get Pete Skaronsky?
5: Hmm. Why? Like, what are what are we giving up to go up? That's what I always ask. You're like, probably why? having why to give up a that? two.
4: Yep. To go least. up and get them. Yep. But your offensive
0: line is solidified. J- just by the reaction and then the sip I, of the coffee, he's not interested. Here's my thing, and I'm
5: I'm stealing this talking point from other people. I definitely didn't come up with it, but like. No, you made I it on, on TV during generation cow- <laughs> Fake it till you make <laughs> yeah, it, Brian. <laughs> I got to go. Uh, no, I just, I think there's a whole, Brian throwing me off as usual, I think there's a whole generation of Cowboy fans who, you know, they saw how well it worked to just throw first round first round picks at the offensive line. And it, I mean, it did work, but I'm just like, how many resources do you need to use on the O-line in order for it to be successful? Like, why is this team the only team that can't find badasses on day two and day three. And I mean, you know, Tyler Biotis has developed into a nice player, but Connor Williams and Connor McGovern never really stuck the way people wanted them to. Yeah. Uh, none of the like mid round investments they've made at tackle have really worked out from Chaz green on down. Uh, but like, but you should be able to, if if you've got Zach Martin and you've got Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith is still giving you something you should be able to find a left guard without trading up into the top 12 to do it and getting rid of another pick, by the way. the second round pick could be Cedric Tillman or or a, or a tight end if you don't take a tight end in the first round. Like yeah. I just I love having those picks too much. And, and at some point, the Cowboys should be able to find a guard somewhere other than the top 15. That's just how I feel about and, it. And I
0: don't think you're the only one that feels that way either. I think the people across the building probably feel that way more so than they do on the other side of it, of potentially trading up and going and using those picks.
4: Freaking cowards, man.
0: Cowards, right? <laughs> Dave, real quickly, we got to let you go. But before we do, number one draft need for the Cowboys, they have to leave next weekend with this position group. Who do they need to go get? And it's like a non-negotiable.
5: Having just said that I wouldn't do that trade, I think the only (laughs) non-negotiable is that they've (laughs) got to find some competition at the left guard spot. Say that. Like, if you look at the roster, that's really the only spot. Like, if they don't get a cornerback, it's a problem for next year, but they can get through this year. If they don't get a running back, you know – Ronald Jones, Tony Pollard, and, and Ezekiel Elliott. Like you can get through the season with that. I'm just, <laughs> hey. I'm just saying. Like every every position group on the team, defensive tackles is the same way. Like, would you love to add to it? Of course, but what
2: about linebacker.
5: Can you play games with? Can you? uh I even. I mean, again, linebacker is another spot where I think they would. They need help. Don't get me wrong, but I always keep in the back of my mind. Jaron curse and Donovan Wilson are basically linebackers Mm -hmm. anyway. Like they're asked to do so much stuff in the box that when you add those two with Layton and Clark and Cox, it's not, it's not good, uh, but it it could be good enough. Whereas guard, maybe it's just because I haven't seen Udoma play yet, Mm -hmm. but I just look at left guard and I'm like, I don't think you want to play a game with what you have there, at least not without having a competition. So, not saying it has to be the first round, but uh, one of those first four picks, I feel like needs to be an interior offensive lineman.
0: How about that? A little breaking news from David Hellman of Fox Sports. Ezekiel Elliott is returning to the Dallas Cowboys for the 2023 season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, throw aggregate that <laughs> throw, throw that up there. No, uh, Dave, we we love you. We appreciate you. We miss you every day here on on the draft show. We We keep up with you the entire time. You're doing a fantastic job. Keep doing the good work out there, buddy.
5: Hey, I, I'm not kidding. I, I keep an eye on y'all, too. I love the draft show. I love that y'all are still doing this. Uh, best of luck next week. I am going to have <laughs> some serious FOMO when the draft rolls around, and I'm not going through every pick with y'all. So, uh, Doors always open. Yeah, y'all pop on anytime, no, man. Just we put on you. that tie, Cut Dave, through. and come on. Come <laughs> I'll talk to uh, I'll talk to Beamer and see if we can work something out. But uh, if I don't see you
0: kill it this season, I, thanks for having me on. Yep. Appreciate you, Dave. Cheers, Dave. We'll talk to you soon. There he goes. Bougie, David Hellman. Bougie with his coffee now. <laughs> oh, the him. coffee and then the, the tour around the apartment was uh, that was an unknown. <laughs> talk about draft seasons full of surprises. That's part of That was it. a good surprise. All right. Uh, let's take our second break. When we come back, we're going to give you some under the radar prospects to maybe keep an eye on the guys that David Hellman really wants to hear about these (laughs) under-the-radar guys on day three when we come back right after this with more of The Draft Show.
1: I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Light in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. Want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today.
2: This This
1: is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show.
0: Back here on the Draft Show, wrapping things up, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time. Let's dive into some of these under-the-radar prospects. Again, special thanks to David Hellman for hopping on. Always a pleasure getting to talk with him. And uh, Aisha, I want to start with you. It, it, there was a Twitter conversation that really sparked this the other day where somebody was asking about some of these small school guys, maybe even HBCUs, mm-hmm. these these group of five maybe lower level prospects. Anybody that catch your mind, catch your eye?
2: Yeah, uh, so I got a couple of guys, but I'm going to start with uh, Jadakus Bonds, wide receiver out of Hampton. 6'4", um, uh, six four two ten. Uh, this guy can run. He can run pretty much every route, to my to my knowledge, and he can get behind you real quick. Like he doesn't have a lot of speed, but he just has the timing. Some guys just have the timing to just to get behind guys and, and to uh, create separation. Um, this gentleman can high point the ball. Um, he has a lot of control over his body, and he he's one of those guys that can contort at the very last minute and make the catch. Uh, I think he is a red zone threat. I like how fluid he is, and he really trusts his hands. Um, he's hard to tackle in the open field. Um, I, I think the only thing people would be worried about is just because of his size and his frame, or whatever, as far as like blocking and things like that. But I, I think that he could uh, come in and be a receiver that could uh, contribute to a team um, as like the third. Looks like he. Looks like the highlights are pretty good. Yeah, no, the guy's a baller, and he's he's a smart football player. He can play think he can play all over the field and so you're getting a you're getting a baller that understands that he had to work his way up also too. a lot of respect for him in the hbcu um community for what he does and i wanted to bring attention to him um also to uh stephen f austin guy that i was looking at um bj thompson yes corner Uh, oh DN. DN. dn sorry no combine invite uh, this gentleman is a Baylor transfer, transfer. He ran a four, five, six in his 40 at 20 and a half sacks nice. uh, over his time there. Had a really good shrine bowl, 6-5 frame. Uh, it really pops out on the field. You see him, you're just like, holy crap. I, t- I said that when I see him, his stance, he looks like venom. Uh, venom, <laughs> yeah. He when his because he pounces like almost like a like seriously he like. Pounces. Hey, give me
4: a venom, especially as an edge rusher. Yeah,
2: the explosion out of his stance is what he wins with, dude. He he wins with that initial step. He has a lot of burst, um, and his strides are long. He needs to be stronger in the run game. Just kind of setting the edge. Basic D and stuff, in my opinion. And uh, his, he, if you if you mention the competition or whatever the case may be, I mean, you, like I said, you can go look at him in the Shrine Bowl playing against some of the best people. And you can see that he's good. And we talked to Will McClay at the Combine, and mm-hmm. he mis- mentioned the P word, which is production. Yeah. And this guy has it. it. Um and like I said, also too, he has coverage ability as well. He's, he showed the ability to drop in coverage. he's even as a DN and be fluid there. Natural reactor, heck of a player. I think that he can make a difference on a team real quick because he's a pass rush specialist.
0: I called two of his games this year, and in one game he had multiple sacks, and the other game he had multiple PBUs. So I mean, you talk it's about production. Man. He's yeah, doing absolutely. it on, on both levels. And SFA had a really good defense at the FCS they level. They were really solid on that side of things. So he was a big part of that going forward. Brian, who's your guy?
3: I'm going to switch it up on you, and there's a lot of people talking about uh, Marte Mapu from from Sac State, Mm -hmm. and he's a guy that's making the 30-visit circle. Uh, because he didn't go to the combine. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that's where I think that people were talking about him as the senior bowl guy and stuff like that. He's really, really, really explosive in the way he, that he plays. He's a linebacker safety type of a guy. He lines up in the deep slot quite a bit. I'd say he's not afraid to hit, but I wouldn't call him a great tackler uh, from the games. I'd say he's always near the pile, but not Always in the pile. Uh, I thought there was more zone coverage than man. He tends to kind of hang in the area and react from there. His time speed was four five eight, and but I never really saw him cut it loose. in, in these games, but he appeared more explosive. And you watch him in the drills at the Senior Bowl than you than, than how he played at Sac State. And they were a team. I watched him play in Word and Richmond. Those were playoff games that they were in. But the coaches swear this guy's a student of the game. Like I say, thirty visit guy. Uh, the best thing he does is come downhill and attack the ball. I'm not really sure how much you really want to put him in coverage. We'll see when he uh, when he gets to the next
2: level. I think he is. When I looked at him, I immediately put down CJ Goodwin replacement question mark. Ooh. I think he could come in for a team and be an absolute gunner. And if he, if you he, because I think he might go in the later rounds. Yeah. If you wanted him to come in and be a straight up gunner. He could do it. Special in my teams opinion. versatility and special teams matters out here in these absolutely streets, so, it yeah.
4: does. What do you think, Zach? Let me give you a Princeton wide receiver, Andre Yoshivas, and uh, this dude's a playmaker. I watched him against Yale, Cornell, and Harvard, and if you want to see him dominate against Ivy League lower-level competition, he does just that. He's a vertical threat. He's got good long speed. He's got a high point and adjust to the football. Runs a lot of drags and crossers. He's got a feel for working underneath and getting open. I think he's got good, reliable hands. He seems like a guy that would work well, in my opinion, in a West Coast offense that the Cowboys are going to try and run. He does need to improve his route runner. You see him kind of run the same routes over and over again. Needs to get a little bit stronger. But I think he's a very good day three prospect that could develop into a really good value
0: pick. Big fan of this kid out of Princeton. I like that. Lower level competition. Okay, I've got one. This is Ikena Une Chukwu from Rice. You yeah, just, just to now. say yeah, his yeah, name. Uh, say I don't think I said it right, though, because my computer is currently being hacked. And uh, yeah, that's not an yeah, no, exaggeration, by the I'm way. It's happening. I don't, I don't have, yeah, Helmut, they saw an opportunity. <laughs> Bad juju. Uh, and so I don't have my pronunciation guide up, but I have my scouting report up. And it says explosive off the line of scrimmage and most physical player on the field in majority of his games. He has a combo of strength and quickness that could still improve with room to grow into his frame. He wasn't clean enough with his hands to detach from blockers on the outside, mostly one with power as opposed to finesse. On the other side of it, production. You talked about production. Two-time first-team All-Conference USA. He was the best player on that Owls defense, and he's the first one that Mike Bloomgren. I had a phone call with him earlier in the year. He's the head coach at Rice. I said, "Who's your glue guy? Who's the number one guy? If you had to build around," he said, "Unenchukwu is the guy. He is my dude. Student of the game. Continue to play good. And if you want to see him against high level competition, he had uh, an impressive game when he had a sack against Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams. Took okay. him down to the backfield against USC in the season opener, and he had a batted down pass in that game as well. So he plays a little." Will is a Rice alum too, so keep an eye on go. that. I might go get him that a Rice guy. Somebody else up there is Rice. I see helmets on there. I, I know Will is for yeah. sure. So yeah. there you go. Maybe go get you a right out. Ride so, a couple things to Feisty keep in Feisty night on. birds. <laughs> Very nice. All right. That does it for us. Next time we're on the air, it's going to be draft week. How about that? We might have an extra show for you next week, and we might have an extra special guest for you next week as well. We'll let you know depending on the schedule changes, but we definitely will be back next week as the draft is upon us. For Chris Beam, Brian Broadus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison, and our friend David Hellman out in L.A., I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the draft show. We'll see you next week. It's draft time, Cowboys Nation.